Hey everybody, this is Keith Rainwater with the Designated Drummer Podcast here again, talking this week about warming up before the show. I get a lot of people that ask me questions and things like that, and so I, I try to answer everything I can. And one question I got uh, several times, it was, what is your pre-show warm-up? What do you do before the show to warm up? And I will, I'll tell you what I do here, sort of my routine here in a little bit, but I wanted to share a couple of stories with you um, about different drummers and what they do to warm up before their gig or before the studio or before their show or whatever, and things that I've observed that I think is pretty cool. Um, I am sitting here in my studio, uh, my little basement studio here in Nashville, and I'm drinking a cup of tea. And it's uh, kind of rainy outside and yucky and cold. So this is a really, really great night to just sit here and talk about drums and drumming and um, stories of the road and stories of um, playing drums and that kind of thing. And I'm going to talk a little bit about today about uh, warming up and warming up before the show and maybe doing some rudiments and things like that and how what the routine that I use. But I will tell you that I saw this really cool thing. I saw Paul Lyme. Now, he was on my podcast, uh, on my um, season one podcast, one of the early ones that I did. And I got to talk to Paul for about an hour and a half. And I had to—I actually had to edit it down to about an hour or so. And then I, uh, on my YouTube channel, I just put the unedited thing on there. But he had a lot, a lot to share and a lot of wisdom. And I really respect that guy. I mean, he's been around and played on so many records and so many, done so many gigs. And he's just—he's <laughs> a legend. And uh, I saw him in the studio one time before playing a song. And he—I saw him stand up behind the kit and he sort of shook his arms and he jumped up and down and he kind of did this kind of loosen up your body kind of thing and I thought that was pretty cool and um, I remember asking him later why he did that you know what was the does it help and uh, he said yeah it just kind of gets the blood flowing you know after several hours of sitting in the studio and just playing and playing and playing and sitting on that drum stool and every once in a while, you get up and come into the control room and that kind of thing. But he said, usually right before he goes and plays a hit song that he's playing on, which that's what he does, you know, he just goes in there and plays hit song after hit song. And I just don't know how he knows what to play. He just he just kind of knows what to play. And I think that's pretty awesome. Anyway, so I saw him stand up, shake his arms, jump up and down, and just kind of shake off the energy and just kind of get the blood flowing. And then he sat back down and started playing again. I thought that was really cool. Now, I, I don't do that. I have done that before when I felt like I was kind of getting tired or something like that in the studio. So many hours and hours and hours of playing in the studio can be pretty, pretty, pretty physically daunting because when you think about it, doing a live show is about an hour to an hour and a half. And then going in the studio, when you're doing an album, working on an album in the studio, that's a lot more than an hour and a half. That's like all day of just sitting there and playing and waiting and then playing again and then going back and listening it's just back and forth a lot but it is a lot of sitting down on that drum stool and sometimes you just need to kind of stretch out a little bit and jump up and down now um i will say that uh doing our shows with lone star there is always um well not always before covid i'll say there there was always a meet and greet that you do before the show and i'm i think that uh, some of you 
that I've met out there have come to one of the meet and greets or have experienced that, or maybe you're in a band that does meet and greets. And what that is, is like usually before the show, they line some people up. Usually it's fan club members and sometimes it's uh, VIPs from, say, if we're playing a casino or something like that, or a, um, like a, a city center or something like that. It's usually VIPs that are connected with the building or with, with the management or something. And they come in and we take pictures with them and maybe sign a few autographs or something like that, say hi. And there's usually sometimes upwards of like 40 and 50 people at these meet and greets and you're standing there the whole time. This is before the show and you meet people and you take pictures and you talk and you say hi and you smile and all that stuff. And and I have to say that by the end of a meet and greet, uh, any given meet and greet, I'm actually kind of tired. <laughs> I've kind of been standing on my feet the whole time. And but I have to think to my in my mind, though well, I still got to do a show. I still got to do the whole hour and a half show. And there's usually a little bit of time before the show, between the meet and greet and the show, about 30 or 40 to 45 minutes, usually by design. You know, we usually kind of want to relax and maybe um, change clothes or something like that or whatever you need to do. For me, I have to warm up. I need to warm up before the show. So I will put on my ear monitors, usually on the bus, and uh, head on into the, uh, the, the venue. And my drum tech, Zach, um, Zach Rice, he's a great, great drum tech and a really good friend of mine, a good kid. Um, I say kid, he's not a kid, but he's younger than me, so he's, <laughs> I think of him as a kid. He has me set up back there somewhere with my practice pad and my drumsticks, and he'll find a little place, side stage, that's uh, out of view of the crowd and sort of off to the side. And uh, he sets me up, and I sit back there, and uh, I warm up. And the rudiments that I do... When I, when, I, when I warm up, I have kind of a set thing that I do, and I just do my normal um, forward roll, which is right, right, left, left, right, right, left, left, right, right, left, and I'll do that, and, and I'll just kind of warm up my hands a little bit, and I do this little stretch thing where I hold my sticks in my hands, and I bend my wrist one way, and I flip them around the other way, and I bend the other wrist, kind of stretching the muscles a little bit, and that helps a lot for me. And I saw Stuart Copeland do that one time. He had uh, sort of like a a little device that like a piece of wood with two handles on it and and the handles would spin around sort of like motorcycle grips and they would spin around all in all directions and so he would turn it one way and bend his wrist and then turn it the other way now i honestly i don't need that device because i just hold on to my sticks and twist my sticks around and bend my wrist a little bit and bend them the other way and sort of stretch a little bit but then i do my little rolls and things like that and years ago i was reading in Modern Drummer magazine that Phil Collins, someone had asked him what his sort of what he how he warmed up, like what what he did, what he practiced on before the show. Did he do like a pre-show warm-up rudiments or anything like that? And his answer was that he did this thing that I had read about before to kind of get the muscles going, get the blood flowing a little bit. And what you do is on your right you you do with your right hand you do you hit four times and then your left hand you hit four times and then you keep doing that for oh i don't know maybe 15 seconds 20 seconds or something and then you switch to doing eight hits on the right hand and eight hits on the left hand so it'd be something like uh uh on the right hand would be one two three four left hand would be one two three four right hand would be one two three four and then you switch to 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight on the right hand, on the left hand, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And you do this in kind of a rhythm. You just keep going. And then back to fours again, and then maybe maybe twos, fours, and then eights. And I'm talking like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, respectively, right hand, left hand, that kind of thing. And that really, something about that eight times really uh, sends a lot of blood to the muscle. And what I notice is, is that when I go back to my normal rudiments, which is just like paradiddles or right, right, left, left, or anything like that, it really makes those so simple. It makes them easy to do. And uh, it really does wake up the muscle a lot, you know, and it it helps me play the gig. It helps me um, when I'm playing. It keeps my arms loosened up and all that kind of stuff. Kind of similar to how maybe an athlete of like a football player or something would uh, throw the ball back and forth or something like that before, like you, you see those guys do on the sidelines before a football game. They, they practice kicking and they run and they do bend their knees and they stretch and they do all that stuff. I think of it as kind of the same way because drums is such a, drums are such a physical instrument that it really is almost like um, being an athlete. Well, to me, I'm, I play hard and I play very aggressively and I put a lot of energy into what I do. So a good warm-up before the show is just really imperative. Now, it wasn't always that way. Um, back in my 20s, a million years ago in my 20s, I didn't do that. I you know, was living in Dallas, and I played in local bands and things like that, and just gigs around. And I, I took myself serious, but I didn't take myself too seriously. I just thought, yeah, I'm just lucky to be a drummer, just making a living, playing drums. I didn't think of it as like this big career. I was just thought I was lucky to be playing drums. And um, my mindset at that time was a little more relaxed about it. Like I would drive to the gig and I would get there uh, sometimes uh, like five minutes before we're supposed to play, which sometimes I would run late if I hit traffic or something. And I was this very, very unprofessional of me. And I just didn't realize at the time that a professional musician should always get there at least, at least 30 minutes before you're supposed to play, if not more. And I just have learned through the years that if you're not early, you're late. Because when you walk in there at the last minute, you you kind of have this nervous energy. You're not really warm. You're not really ready to play. You're just sort of walking on stage and, uh, you know, trying to play as best you can. And I think it's it's a bad idea not to warm up before the show. You, you need to get kind of acclimated, and it's such a physical thing. I think that you just end up playing a lot better if you do warm up. And... Um, Back in the day uh, when I joined Canyon, the group Canyon, I was about 24, I think, when I joined that band. And I was in that, and I was still in the mindset. It was like, hey, I'm just a drummer playing in a band. I'm kind of lucky to have this gig, and I'll just ride it for, like, ride this wave until as long as I can. And I just uh, really didn't take it too seriously until one day, Steve Cooper, our lead singer and band leader, one of our band leaders, it was Johnny Boatwright and Steve Cooper, both were the leaders of that band, the guitar player and the lead singer, Steve Cooper. One day, Steve Cooper and I were sitting down just eating lunch together, you know, and it was just him and me. And I think I was about 27 at that time, if I remember right. I'd been in the band a couple of years and I was really cocky and I just thought, I was, you know, it's just, man, I'm such a great drummer and everybody likes the way I play. And, and I really didn't take myself too seriously as a career drummer. I just, like I said, felt like I was just lucky to have that gig and all that. And I didn't, you know, I didn't 
I wasn't early all the time. And I would just, if someone said we had to leave it at, uh, you know, 7.30, be down in the lobby at 7.30, I would be down there at 7.30. And I just, and a couple of times I was late and it was very, very frustrating for Steve and Johnny and the rest of the guys waiting around for this drummer to show up. You know, I was just very unprofessional and I feel really terrible about it. And well, that one day that Steve Cooper and I were sitting down having lunch, he he just kind of said to me, he said, "Can I just tell you what I think your problem is?" And I was kind of I was kind of taken aback, like, "What do you mean? What problem? What are you talking about?" He goes, "Listen," he said, "You're a good drummer, and you do you know what you do is great, and um, you dress the part, and you you play the part, and all that, but you know." To be a professional, to be a, a pro at what you do, you have to start thinking of more like a career. You have to start, you know, you can't show up five minutes late and that kind of thing. And like when we're rehearsing, you you have to listen and you have to really pay attention. And he said, I just think you're lacking all that. He just he, he said, you're, you're almost to the point of being a professional, but there's so many things that could be better if, if you would just take your career a little bit more serious. And think of this as like a career instead of just a gig, you know, just another gig. And um, I kind of felt, it kind of pushed me back a little bit. I I felt really like, what is he talking about? I thought I was doing a great job. And I was almost in the point of of sort of tears. I was kind of choking back tears a little bit because I was like, I thought, what's the, I didn't know there was a problem. And um, after, after that, I did a lot of soul searching after that conversation with Steve. And I tell you, it, it sort of drove me. It was like a challenge. It sort of drove me to be a better drummer. I thought, okay, I'm going to show him. And so at that, after that point, that was like a turning point for me personally. Um, after that, every single uh, gig that we would, uh, that we do, I was at least 30 minutes early and I would get up there on stage uh, you know, this is back when we were playing clubs and things, you know, I would get up on stage and sit back there and in kind of in the dark. And uh, I would just put my little practice pad on my snare and I would just warm up a little bit. And uh, the rest of the band would come on stage and they would tune their guitar and they would kind of, you know, get ready and all that. And uh, when we finished playing, everybody would, you know, leave stage and walk off and do their thing. And this, like I said, this was when we were playing clubs. And it wasn't a big, like, you know, you walk off stage and go to the bus and that kind of thing. We were all just kind of just did whatever we wanted. It was in clubs, and we were talking to people, and it was just kind of, we were just hanging out. And well, I would stay on stage and sort of tune some drums a little bit, and I would just kind of hang around. And I was really enjoying the gig. I was enjoying being a drummer, and I enjoyed my sort of newfound professionalism. And I was really just trying to do everything I could do to make myself a better drummer. And somebody pulled me aside one time and they said, you know what I noticed about you? And this was about, oh, I don't know, about a year later after Steve and I had that conversation. They said, uh, you know what I noticed about you? I, w- I was observing you. You are always the first person on stage and the last one to leave. And I, I just kind of thought that was a really cool compliment, you know, because it made me feel uh, sort of like, um, yeah, I'm. I think it's paying off. I think I'm starting to feel a little bit more like a professional drummer, like I'm really thinking about my career. And at that point, I started dressing better, and I started playing better, and I started practicing things that was difficult for me, and I started getting to be a better drummer and a better drummer, and I would uh, talk to other musicians, what what they liked about drummers, and I was really just paying attention and listening to everything that was going on around me. 
and and my goal was just to be the kind of drummer that that people would say, you know, oh, now that guy, that guy's a really good drummer. That guy, I like watching him, or I like listening to him play. Now, at that time, I still was not a studio guy. You know, I still had a long ways to go before I could play on an album or anything like that. But And when I was in Canyon, uh, we would... Our, record, our recording process was up in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, where you had like Roger Hawkins and David Hood and all those session guys up there in Muscle Shoals that played on everybody's records. And uh, I learned a lot watching those guys too. So that was that was really amazing. But I just think that warming up before the show is definitely uh, has changed me and has made me a better drummer. And I have been doing that for decades now, since the 80s. I Now I make it part of my everyday regimen and if you look at my practice pad that Zach sets up for me there if you look at my practice pad that he sets up it, I have written on there it says ear monitors exclamation point exclamation point and some people see that and they're like well, why did you what why is it written on there well the story goes that and this was just kind of recently uh, we were out on tour with Phil Vassar it was a Christmas tour and we were it was Phil Vassar's band and our band, and we would, we sort of changed the way we put our ear monitors on. Normally, it would be on the bus. We would put our ear monitors on and then go inside. But when we did the Phil Vassar tour, we, for some reason, I can't, because we just would have a little powwow before the show or something like that, and we always would sort of put our ear monitors on uh, in the dressing, in the green room. And so that sort of changed a little bit. Well, um, one day while we were on that tour, we, for some reason, we decided, I think because the green room was really small or something, we decided to leave the ear monitors on the bus on the, in that case. And so I was in there warming up and everything. This was before I wrote ear monitors on my practice pad. And I was in there warming up, and they, they say, is everybody ready to go? And I was like, uh, yep, good to go. You know, let's start the show. And, they, and then finally I reached to see if, you know, just put my ear monitors in, and I noticed they weren't there. And I was thinking like, oh, 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 wait a second. And so this was, of course, Christmas time in the wintertime, and I think we were up in somewhere like Milwaukee where it was freezing cold and it was icy and slippery and everything. And I think you can see where this is going. So I said, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, wait, I don't have my ear monitors. Give me two seconds. And I ran. I knew they were on the bus. So I ran out the building, and I had to go through the lobby, which was – I just just about couldn't find the bus because it was, like, parked way weird far away or something. Um, it was one of those uh, venues that – the where you, where you parked the bus was on some city street somewhere or something. So I finally went through the lobby and I had to go through this thing and out this corridor and up these stairs and around this thing and through this parking lot and made it to the bus, got my ear monitors, grabbed them real quick, put them on as I was running back. And they're just waiting for me, right? You know, the show's supposed to start and they're just all Phil, Phil's band and our band and everybody's just waiting for me to show back up with my ear monitors on. So I get to the finally get to the back door and I was in such a hurry I slipped and fell backwards on my back with this slippery ice I was just kind of in too much of a hurry I went up these stairs and I, I was just slowing down to get to the door and I went zoop, and I landed flat on my back and hit the back of my head on that ice icy concrete and I actually cut I was bleeding I mean I was like I, I thought I was going to get a concussion because I had split the back of my head a little bit and I could feel there was a little bit of blood there, but I, I saw literally saw stars. It was like, you know, I was like, I just thought I was going to 
pass out or something. But just with my hurried energy, I got myself back up and I had actually broken one of my ear monitors. My left ear mold had cracked and broken. And I ran inside real quick and and they said, okay, you're good to go. And I'm, I didn't tell them that I fell. I just said, yeah, I'm good to go. I got up there on stage and played the first you know, set or whatever, the first, uh, you know, our first thing where we all play and Phil comes on stage and all that. And that whole thing was just like, I think I was just on solid adrenaline. And I think I was still kind of, my head was spinning a little bit. I can't believe I even got through those songs. But uh, so it made me feel bad that I had forgotten my ear monitors. And so that's one of the things that's written on my practice pad. There was also one time in Branson, Missouri, when I forgot to put my ear monitors on and I walked out on stage and I start you know, walking up there to sit down. And I realized at that time when I sat down at the drums and I reached for my ear monitors that they weren't there, that I hadn't put my ear monitors on yet. So we had to play the first song with, uh, I, did, I just had to play like, I didn't hear, I couldn't hear anything, but except my drums. So I had to play the first couple songs without my ear monitors. And there's things like click track and stuff like that going, which, you know, it's pretty important for a drummer to have some ear monitors to be able to hear what's going on. So the first couple songs, uh, I finally, I got my drum tech to run to the bus and grab my ear monitors, and put them on. So I thought, man, okay, now from now on, I will never forget my ear monitors again. So I wrote on my practice pad, ear monitors. So because every single show, before every show, I always warm up. That's a consistent thing. So if I look down and I see ear monitors and I feel that I don't have my ear monitors on, I will go put them on. So that that's one thing, sort of a pre-show uh, thing that I have taught myself to do was uh, somehow remind myself to remember to put my ear monitors on. Um, so anyway, another thing that uh, I don't do before the show is I don't eat. I, I can't I can't eat a meal anywhere three to four hours before a show because I just get so full and I'm, I'm sitting on that drum stool and kind of my body sort of bent in half as, as the way you sit, you know, and the way you play. Um, I just feel really uncomfortable um, on a, any kind of a full stomach. So I always have to play uh, on an empty stomach. I just have more energy that way. That's just me. And then after the show, I am really hungry by then because I haven't eaten since probably lunch. And uh, I know that's really bad to do. I should eat normal meals, but on show days, I don't eat dinner until after the show. That's just my thing. That's just one thing that I do. Um, and I was researching a little bit about playing drums and burning calories and all that. And I uh, saw that that uh, a, a, a typical normal drummer will burn about 1,000 calories uh, during a one-hour stage performance. Well, first of all, I'm not just an average ordinary drummer. I put a lot of energy into what I play. I play hard and um, pretty constant. You know, like I'm uh, a lot of songs that we do, I'll start the drum beat before the song starts and that thing. So I don't have a lot of time to just sit there. So I'm pretty constantly playing and uh, I am burning calories the whole time. And our show is an hour and a half, not an hour. So I figure probably, I would say probably 1,500 to 2,000 calories probably per show that I burn. And I somehow have the energy, even on an empty stomach, I still have the energy to do that. Now I do, before the show, I do drink a cup of coffee. That gives me a little bit of Caffeine energy just kind of gives me a little bit of a boost. Now, sometimes I pay for that uh, in the long run because it'll keep me up late. And after the show, I will 
I won't be tired for till about you know one or two in the morning. But over my almost forty year career, um, I have I've gotten used to being up late on show days. You know, from the days we used to play clubs, and we used to play from nine o'clock at night until like two in the morning. If you're a road musician, um, you kind of know what that's like. It's like uh, you know like a 45-minute set with a 15-minute break or a one-hour show with a 30-minute break or something like that. And then you just keep going until late at night. And then you go, usually typically after the show, we would go to Denny's or something like that, get something to eat, which would make you stay up till like four in the morning. And then you sleep half the day away the next day. And um, anyway, well, ever since we started touring and doing big concerts and things like that, we get a little bit more rest and every all of our energy is sort of um, grouped up into sort of one hour and a half or one hour depending on you know what what the show is where we're playing or if we're opening for somebody or whatever but usually it's an hour to an hour and a half all our energy is put into that and then we can have dinner and go to bed at a decent hour but uh, you know the coffee helps a lot it helps me get a little bit of energy before the show now I was watching uh, some videos of Travis Barker, who plays plays for Blink One Eighty Two. He is an amazing, amazing drummer, and I am so impressed with that guy. He, well, not only does he on on practice days does he practice. Um, I've heard insane stories of like six to eight hours every day, uh, or every practice day when he practices, he'll practice six to eight hours a day. That to me is just like that is insane. That's just, I mean, if you look at the guy, he's all muscle and it's just all like wiry and it has like zero fat on his body. You can tell that just by the way he plays and the, you know that he practices all the time. And I've seen some um, videos of him backstage before the show. He has sort of like this pad kit set up. It's like pads with some symbols. I guess they're they're clamped down or something. They're quiet symbols they're, they're where you take two symbols and you glue them together or whatever. But anyway, he gets back there and plays, uh, does like a warm-up before the show with a whole kit. Does a whole kit warm-up with like kick drum and the whole thing. So by the time he gets out on stage, he's already been playing for, I don't know how long his warm-ups are usually. I imagine probably 30 minutes or more possibly before the show. It wouldn't surprise me if it's like an hour or so or more before the show that he like warms up. This guy's just full of energy. I don't. I think that would probably wear me out if I did that. But um, anyway, um, it's always good to just warm up before the show. And um, yeah, yeah, it's just always good to do those rudiments and the right, 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 left, 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 right, right, right. right. And then uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight with the right and the left. That's such a great thing to do. And it really wakes up the muscles. And I think that it really makes for a better show. I, I think I can definitely, if I uh, compared a show where I didn't get a chance to warm up, which has happened before, you know, we're busy doing things or we don't, we're, um, uh, something's happening. We have to, we have an extra long meet and greet or something like that. And we just don't have time to warm up and we have to run out on stage real quick and play. On those days, I have an okay show, but um, uh if I get the chance to do a really good warm-up and uh, spend some time warming up the muscles really good and get ready and I walk out on stage and my muscles are ready to go and you know as I get older I notice that um, I can feel if I don't warm up 
properly, I can feel a little bit of cramping going on in my uh, arms, a little bit, you know, where, the, where you're playing, uh, you move the sticks around, and you can feel those muscles in your arms and your wrists. You can feel, uh, well, the muscles for, for your wrists are way back in your arm. You know, you can feel those, a little bit of tightness there. But if you get a good warm-up before the show, you definitely can uh, play a lot better and have a lot more energy and not notice any tightness and like that. So I would say before the show, get a good warm up and uh, you will definitely feel a lot better about your show and about your uh, stamina and uh, putting on a good show for the crowd. And uh, you won't even have to think about your muscles getting sore or tight or anything like that. Stretching is always good, uh, stretching before the show. And I think putting a lot of energy out there while you play the drums it's a very physical thing. It's a great thing to do, and uh, I hope that this podcast has helped any uh, young drummers or old, young or old drummers um, help them with their uh, stamina and their physical abilities and that kind of thing. Um, I hope this uh, has helped a little bit. Definitely try the warm-up before the show, and if you're feeling a little like your muscles are tight, warm up a little bit longer and uh, stretch your arms and that kind of thing. And Anyway, I hope this has helped you with your pre-show warm-up and uh, with your gig. And uh, So this has been Keach Rainwater talking about pre-show warm-ups. Uh, I get a lot of questions uh, about touring and that kind of thing. So if anybody has any questions, check the, uh, the, the links down below in the, the little show links. Um, on the podcast here and try and send me if you can message me any questions you may have and i will be certainly glad to uh include them in a future podcast and uh anything about touring or drumming or anything like that playing in the studio uh playing on albums uh we've got a lot of really cool things coming up and i hope you'll stay tuned for that and well this has been keith rainwater on the designated drummer podcast we will see you next time and be safe